This is our inauguration day special, and I'd like to welcome actually our first guest. I'd like to welcome uh, Emiliana Goreca, who is an entrepreneur based in Los Angeles with a passion for giving back to the community. She was also a surrogate for Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Harris, along with being an award-winning event producer. Uh, producer Emmy devotes much of her time to advocacy programs for women's rights, Latino education, and gender equality. Uh, she brings her ten more than ten years of experience of event experience to the Women's March LA. In 2016, Emmy founded the Women's March LA Foundation, a nonprofit organization, and is the driving force behind the official Women's March in Los Angeles. Since January 2017, Emmy is very involved in activism on both a local and national level and has served as the bridge between many organizations to combine forces in the summer of resistance. She has spoken at numerous, two numerous groups, including the League of Women Voters, the Hope Conference, the Hispanics Organized for Political Equality, Cal State LA, UCLA, and many others. Uh, Emmy, welcome. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. So, Emmy, I imagine a very exciting day for you and others who worked for uh, Kamala Harris today. And I wonder, uh, how how did you get into that? I mean, tell us, what did being a surrogate for Kamala involve, Emmy? <laughs> well, being a surrogate for um, uh, Kamala Harris involved um, talking about what her policies were and at some point defending um, that she was actually a progressive DA in California, um, you know, across the country. So I spoke to folks in Chicago. I, In particular, I worked with the Latino community. Um, as you know, policing in the black and brown communities is always an issue in the United States. And so I made sure that I represented what she stood for when it comes to um, climate change, police and race, and health, you know, and where she stood on gun control, uh, immigration, and, and women's rights, um, in particular where her record was as DA in San Francisco. Um, well, let me ask you this, Emmy, because you said earlier that she's who many of our listeners who would disagree with you. I mean, that uh, many saw as a weakness in her her campaign because a lot of prisoner rights uh, organizations, et cetera, were quite upset about some of the positions she took um, when she was uh, attorney general, including during the California prisoners' hunger strike. So how, how did you deal with that, Emmy? Right. So I think I think Kamala had a very a difficult job as a first female DA. Um, but what she, you know, did do were progressive policies. Keep in mind, she still has to work within the system that is created, which, as we know, the entire system is created on 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 a, a oppression. And so, um, with doing that, it she has to make some tough choices, right? But People were also not comfortable and are still not comfortable with a lot of women in leadership. But when it comes to safety, they're even less comfortable with a woman taking that lead. Um, did she make mistakes and mishaps? Yes, as we all do. 
But when you talk about her record, um, you can talk about, you know, what she did for women and girls, what she did for the human trafficking of girls, and many of the many of the policies she set forth and many of the um, examples, because she led by example, are being led, uh, are currently still being enacted in the state. Um, she has talked about, you know, reimagining how we do safety in America. She has talked about, you know, figuring out a different way um, to be DA, I think, in hindsight. But I, I do think that it is a very difficult job to um, work in, especially within the system. She's working within a system that has already been created, and essentially she's doing her job. That's unfortunate, but that is what it is. Right. Okay. So thank you for that, uh, Emmy. So tell us a bit, though. I mean, later in the second half of the show, I'm, I'm going to play a clip of uh, Kamala uh, giving her acceptance uh, when she the, they were elected. The Biden-Kamala team uh, won the race for president and vice president, and she talks personally about that. But just tell us a bit about Kamala uh, the person, Emmy, because this is somebody we're going to have to be dealing with for the next <laughs> four years at least. I, I think Kamala is a, you know, is a trailblazer. Um, you know, never in, in the state of California had we had a female DA before her, right? Um, never in the country have we had a, a a female VP, and today is, you know, by the afternoon will be the last day that that happens. So she is a trailblazer in many ways. She has empathy. She is, you know, really uh, uh, wanting to move forward as, as as far as it pertains to racial justice, which is this is where um, this is where folks believe that she has failed, and so. You know, knowing that that she has talked about reimagining how we do public safety in America is a critical piece. She um, has the knowledge to do this. The other piece to it is that, you know, she is making history in more ways than one. And, she, you know, she has to, again, um, deal with being um, a black female in, in, in leadership, which I think... Um, Sometimes, sometimes we are more critical of women in leadership, but in particular, women of color in leadership. So, am I saying she's perfect? No, she has. You know, there are things that we still need to work on um, that she stands for. But I do think that when someone is willing to learn, listen, and and that is the only way we can move forward. Right, and another controversy, I suppose some fallout of her being elected was the replacement of the senator of her spot in California. And that was somewhat uh, controversial because you had a number of people who were uh, pushing um, for a black woman to be appointed and others who were seeing, given the population in California, that it really should be a Latino. Now, as it turns out, um, uh, Padilla, who is a, a close uh, friend of the governor, he was appointed. Um, just tell us about, about that and, and how you see healing that divide uh, moving forward, because I'm sure there's still some feelings and issues around that. 
Absolutely. Emmy. That, 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 took on, yeah, that appointment took on a personal note on so many levels, right? And when we talk about representation, we need to talk about true representation, right? But it's interesting to me that folks are willing to pit Latino against black for a seat, yet no one is calling on Feinstein to, to um, retire, right? I mean, no one is saying, hey, this seat is going to be up. Let's run for this seat. Um, I truly believe that that Karen Karen Bass or Barbara Lee would be perfect for this position, and I really am hoping that that Senator Feinstein steps down from that seat so that we can have representation as well in California. But I do think that I do think that enough women were considered. Um, I personally think that not enough. Not enough Latino black women were considered. So when we talk about how the appointment went on, I think that I think that it was it was a tough choice for Gavin Newsom. It was a tough choice, and and I'm I'm I think he made the right choice, given where he's at, given where the country's at. Um, I do hope that Barbara Lee or Karen Bass run for. Senator Feinstein seat because I think that they would win in a landslide. Right. Well, we'll we'll see how that goes. So, uh, Emmy, just in terms of your, you know, with the Women's March uh, Foundation, just moving forward, what are some of the things that you would like to see happening? in this uh, new administration. I mean, already they've given an indication about what they will be doing, but um, what are your thoughts and, and what role um, do you think, how critical a role do you think Kamala Harris will play with all of this? We know she has to kind of take a back seat uh, to Biden and uh, perhaps just not say some of what she may want to say, but uh, to represent them as a team. But your thoughts on this moving forward? I think that she is going to be a little more involved than most vice presidents have been. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. How old is Mr. Joe Biden, the president, in a few minutes here? But um, I do think that she has um, a critical role here. I also think that, in my personal opinion, I think she carried this race. I think the amount of momentum um, that was out there um, was because of Kamala Harris, right? I mean, here I am sitting at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, and my Chuck Taylors and my and my curls because it, this is so historic for women, for Black women. She is the daughter of immigrants. Um, that is like as close to the American dream as you can get when you think of immigrants. So I think that she will have a critical role. Yes, most VPs do take a back seat. Um, However, I do think that we are expecting more of her than what we usually expect of a VP. So um, my, my big thing is, is immigration. I think when we think about what, what the horrific um, family separation that has happened at the borders, um, I think that is something that should be handled. And obviously the vaccine with COVID. Um, so they, both Biden and Harris, are inheriting um, you know, a, a chaotic, honestly, a chaotic country. We just had an insurrection. The uh, exiting president 
did not even acknowledge them in his speech this morning. So they have a lot of work to do as far as seeing the country and then moving forward with their policy uh, and agenda. Um, so I think I think first things first is the COVID vaccine, um, the kids in cages at the border, and, you know, and then talking about healthcare, how we are all going to have pre-existing conditions um, with COVID. So there are so many issues that they need to tackle in the first 100 days. Right. Well, Emmy, uh, thank you so much for your um, work uh, with the Women's March and for joining us. And uh, clearly, you all did a very successful job um, with your work as a surrogate, uh, you and others who were part of the Kamala Harris team. And you're absolutely right, though she was born in Oakland. Uh, her mother um, is from uh, Tamil Nandu state in India. And I hear that, that her, their village they're from is celebrating uh, today. And uh, she was a biologist and her father, Donald J. Harris, uh, Stanford University professor emeritus of economics, he's from Jamaica. Um, and they, of course, as you know, separated. And so she lived mainly as a grew up with a single mother, but is very proud uh, to say that she is a black woman, um, a, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha uh, sorority, which is a huge sorority um, among black women, and also takes a lot of pride in her Indian heritage. So uh, there you go. <laughs> um, right. Uh, mixed race person, but strongly identifying as a black woman. Well, Emmy, thank you so very much for joining us. And oh, Emmy, before you go, how can people get information about the Women's March and what you all are up to? If you want to go into our website, Women's March Action, which is our political arm, we are hosting a live watch party with commentary today at Facebook, uh, WM Action, so Women's March Action. Um, follow us. Um, Send us an email and um, let's let's talk.